Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bald Move Pulp. We got a Bald Move Pulp movie to talk about today. 2004's action-adventure movie, National Treasure. This movie is directed by John Turtletob. Who? The man behind The Meg, Phenomenon, Cool Runnings, and Three Ninja is written by Jim Koof. Who? Who's uh, responsible for Snow Dogs, Rush Hour, Operation Dumbo, <laughs> Dumbo Drop, and the husband and wife powerhouse of Cormac and Marianne Wimberly. Literal who? R- writing the remake of The Shaggy Dog, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, and The Sixth Day. I kind of like that last one. Uh, I mean, you I mentioned like a lot of Angels. movies I kind of like. Cool yeah, Runnings there's a lot, kind, a lot of kind of like. Rush Hour is excellent. <laughs> Uh, the, the, this is triumphant of mediocrity came together to make this movie national treasure. Uh, it stars Nicolas Cage. We don't need to uh, talk about who Nicolas Cage is. Not, not on a network that ran the Nick Cage super serious film festival. Harvey Keitel. He's Mr. Wolf from Pulp Fiction. And what? Mr. White? Mr. Pink? He's Mr. Mr. Chartreuse from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. He plays Harvey Keitel. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Voight who is professionally known as uh, 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 ah, Jolie, fucking uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. He's also in Anaconda and Deliverance and Midnight Cowboy, a few good ones. Dan Kruger, who we saw on the Bald Move Network in The Breach, American make a, uh, remake of the Swedish hit, uh, also in Glorious Bastards. Sean Bean, he's Ned Stark, everybody. Justin Bartha who just was in a really good episode of Atlanta out of nowhere. Hmm. Uh, the Hangover Trilogy and Gili. And finally, Christopher Plummer. He's Captain Von Trapp from The Sound of Music, but recently he's been in the American remake of Girl the Dragon Tattoo and Knives Out. He was the Mr. Mr. Body in the Knives Out movie. Jim, 2004's National Treasure. You got mm-hmm. any strong feelings about it? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, one of the better heist adventure movies. Um, I don't even know what to call these particular type of movies where there's like a puzzle that needs to be solved and they're chasing down all the clues. What I mean, other than adventure film, what do you call these? I think that might be that's like the difference between a heist and an adventure film is the heist that you're perpetrating is against people who are centuries or millennia dead. If you're well, raiding this is tomb, different, right? This is both. It's adventure. If you're raiding the Las Vegas casino, it's a heist. Yeah, but this is both combined into one. You're you're heisting the the Declaration of Independence, true. and you're also trying to find the lost treasure of every civilization that's ever existed. So there, there's a good mix of hooks in this film like there oh, this yeah. is kind of like an adult goonies um sure, merged yeah. with like you said a, a mission impossible or a oceans 11 style mm-hmm. heist yeah yeah it's excellent i love it uh nick cage has even though this is like one of his more mainstream performances this is like about as buttoned down as nick cage ever gets he still has Co-sign. the one line where he talks about uh having their entrails cut out and burned and he he really goes for it there um so you get a, a tiny glimpse of what makes nick cage good and then i mean sean bean's just a great villain all around i don't know i i feel like this movie has a lot to like yeah like i'm not gonna defend this as a great movie i'm not gonna put this up uh on the mount rushmore of uh of films it does it it does that to itself in national treasure too mm-hmm. uh but it is it is a relentlessly fun and entertaining movie. Um, there are probably a lot of plot holes. I have a lot of questions I'm going to propound you with in this podcast. Okay, boy. Now that I've I turned loosely critical. follow the plot on these kinds of movies. I, yeah. I, every time they go to a scene where a character is figuring out the next clue, I basically tune out and just trust <laughs> they'll figure oh, it do out. Do you really? Because none of these movies ever end up with like the, the final scene is – them finding the next clue and sitting around going, hmm, ah, uh, boy, I'm stumped, and then cut to credits, right? <laughs> that never right. happens. So they will find the next part of the clue, the next uh, thing in line. So I, I mean, that's definitely part of the charm, right? Like, this is kind of like a Sherlock Holmes where when Sherlock starts deducing things, he's not, you know, if he if he notices you've got uh, masonry on your your newly shined shoe, that's your ass, man, because he's he's never mm-hmm. going to draw the wrong conclusion of it. It's never going to be 
Exactly. You know, you tripped, you, you tripped in uh, on the sidewalk at you. It's, it's always going to be, oh, the murder happened at a concrete plant, and uh, this is a well-to-do mm-hmm. guy. But so there's like a hilarious that the way that these chains of uh, that these these centuries-old um, puzzles and riddles are effortlessly solved. Yeah. Uh, even even I, I love when Sean Bean gets into it too. Like he doodles <laughs> right. his way on a sketch pad to. You know, look, look at what it he's takes. just looking at like which letters are capitalized in punctuation, right? right? Look what it takes. Just drawing to, on his American history degree. Yeah, look what it takes him to mimic a fraction of Nick Cage's power. He needs a whole <laughs> a legal notepad and a, yeah. a gang of thugs and uh, a billion dollars. Yeah, no, it. But I don't know for some reason. Even though this is profoundly silly. Um, it works. I think a lot of it is the button down Nick Cage. Like it is, it is Nick Cage, like just idling, uh, but, but yeah. not in like a phone in kind of way. Just like, cause even in the rock, he definitely belts a lot more of those lines out of the park and Nick Cage style than he does here. in National national treasure. He's just a, mm-hmm. a kind of a go- like uh, he, he's a, uh, um, a James Spader type of Stargate, uh, like a like a yeah. sturdy intellectual action man. I think he's trying to be a leading man in this. Is the thing right? He wants yeah. to be like a big budget leading man, but he it, is a leading man. He won an Oscar for his leading, or got an Oscar nomination anyway for his leading man work. Won an Oscar for his other leading yeah. man work. I mean, but he's not, not, not a leading kiss. man. Not for for. It's, you know, the the roles that we think of as Nick Cage, like iconic Nick Cage roles, I don't feel like those are the ones that are winning him awards. It's like Moonstruck was a surprisingly Nick Cagey performance, though. Uh, Leaving oh, Las yeah. Vegas, not so much. Yeah, right, that's more of right. a that's the one he won for. Right. Yeah. He kind of shows. I believe so. He kind of shows up as leaving Las Vegas, Nick Cage with minus yeah. alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he doesn't find the National Treasure in this movie, that's that would be the prequel to Leaving Las Vegas. Sure, he's bankrupted the comp the the. <laughs> now he's the, just uh, making bread. The gates yeah. again, uh, but this is fun. This is a fun. Um, I watched this about three years ago with my son because we were looking for some kind of family movie hmm. we want to watch with a twelve year old, and we're like, you know what? Uh, I think it was when Dis- uh, when Disney Plus was just new. Uh, we're like, well, we should watch National Treasure, and it was a it was it was a good night. Uh, did not did not uh, disappoint. Where do you want? I I guess. Uh, where do you want to start off with this? Do you want to do we want to get right through the spoilers? Should I describe the the thesis of this movie? Um, yeah, describe what the movie's about. So Nicolas Cage plays Benjamin Franklin Gates. He is a multi generational historian, treasure hunter, thrill seeker, adventurer from the Gates family, um, who has a minor role in history. Um, that you'll find out throughout this uh, thing. He is advertised as a person who holds a doctorate in his, in, in history from uh, 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 goddamn it, Georgetown. He holds hmm. a technical degree from MIT, and yeah, he's that a never Navy. Comes into play. He's he's a oh it does oh hell yeah it does, and he's a naval he's a naval rescue slash salvage diver. Hmm. Which is why he can throw punches and and uh, you know not sure. lose a shit in action. He's he's genetically engineered to be the perfect uh, adventure film protagonist, and uh, he has been through on his whole life on the trail of this treasure that's passed hands for millennia. It started off with the dead, the, the days of the pharaoh, and and on through the Greek and Roman empires. It was lost for a thousand years. The Knights Templar got a hold of it. They founded the Freemasons. Uh, our country is a Freemason country, and all of our founding fathers, at least a good third of them, were in on hiding this national treasure uh, somewhere in the original 13 colonies. And he's going to find a series of clues. Uh, he is sponsored by Sean Bean, who is kind of like, you know, uh, the type of guy who throws money behind the treasure hunters in the, in the hopes it'll pay off. Um, but early on in the film, there's a double cross and they are set at odds at each other. And Nick Cage has to prevent him from stealing the Declaration of Independence by stealing the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie ensues from there. Will they find the national treasure? Who who knows? Um, but yeah, if uh, this, this is like a smarter version of the Da Vinci Code, I would guess. Um, <laughs> is it? I don't know. Just barely. Just barely. Dumb. Yeah. 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 
Uh, can I? Okay, before we get into deep, deep spoilers, I want to talk about thematic things because you know it's mm-hmm. been it's been a few years, been almost twenty years since this movie was released. Um, how much of uh, this movie and movies like it? Uh, I'll throw Independence Day up there. I'll throw Da Vinci Code. How much of this is to blame for the widespread conspiratorial thinking in our society? Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I don't think it's that much. Because, because I here, here's my case. Because I remember as a young man, I'm watching Independence Day, and you get to the Area 51, and Brent Spiner meets him, and and the president starts going, oh, "Look, look, you idiots! There's not actually actually aliens and alien 50 and the cia guy goes that's not entirely correct and you've got this whole and it's played for like the irony of it like we all know mm. this is stupid and it's bullshit but like what if wouldn't it be cool if you know these three thousand dollar hammers and toilet seats were actually going to alien containment facilities right um but nowadays, I feel like these have been out in the culture so long that people are now kind of like like I like lazily shorthanding like Freemason and Illuminati stuff into, oh, my God, this is like 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 a f- fact like, oh, there's this crazy pyramid on the back of our dollar bills. We must this must be a just giant conspiracy and like work cited a crack pipe to national treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm saying like it's, it's obviously not the fault, but like I do think there right, is a little it bit all of predates that, right? Like uh, I, I mean, the Bigfoot yeah. stuff and the, the you know aliens of, of the 50s and all that stuff. I I mean, it definitely predates any of this shit, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know, which is why I can't really think that it has much to do with that. But I don't yeah. know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I'd have to it, ask it, a conspiracy theorist like why. What what made you believe the things you believe? And yeah. you know, when you get past all the answers about like research and sure. all that stuff, uh, uh, like like what turned you on to this idea in the first place? Um, I don't think I heard, and I, I do think that there's some point the culture went from laughing at this to laughing with it. You know, like the joke hmm. is no longer ironically, oh, this is crazy, but wouldn't it be fun fun if it's true? To like. We all actually acknowledge that this is the truth. And the funny thing is, is we're going to pretend like it's like a like, like a fringe, you know, crazy position to have. I, I noticed mean, that like still, also in the Godzilla is. films, there's like a 30 percent of the Godzilla, the, the, the big monster films are the government is hiding something and the intrepid podcasters and YouTubers are bringing it to light. It's kind of hard to hide a Godzilla. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> So it's true. But, you'd you'd think know. it'd be hard to hide like a secret world controlling uh, organization um, from from the multinational, uh, multi generational. But but here we yeah, are. Yeah, that seems hard too. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's there's definitely like an element of of culture that shifts as things you know that be, that start out ironically become more mainstream simply because the people who are doing them ironically never told anybody they were doing them ironically. Yeah, it, it was it was implied, but somewhere along the way, somebody a, a bunch of people looked at that, and got the wrong idea, or or wanted to join in on the thing, and then couldn't distinguish their own bullshit from reality, and just became that thing. I, yeah, you see it all the time, but I don't know. It it definitely predates Independence Day. I can tell you that much. Why do you think this movie is so successful? Like, this isn't like um, a critically adored film, but like. It's commonly cited as uh, in, among people's favorite movies, you know. Wow. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't put up there as my favorite, but it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's funny. It's like you said, uh, the what if scenario, I think, is appealing to a lot of people. Like, ooh, what if I could be the treasure hunter that uncovered the ultimate treasure? Uh, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, as far as escapism goes, it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think it does. It engages in a lot of like intergenerational um, nostalgia. Like the beginning of this, the first ten minutes of this movie is like the Goonies mixed up with the Princess Bride. You've got all yep. the charm of going into an attic that's full of who knows what, who knows what family secrets are up there, mm-hmm. with the grandfather coming in and gathering you for story time to tell you like you are actually not not only are you in this cool ass attic with weird shit in it, but you are also a, the last of a long line of treasure hunters that's trying to find you know that's been. That's it's that's in our family history. Our great 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 grandfather was whispered into the ear by a great American that there's this national treasure, 
and we've been we've been trying to find it ever since. I feel like mm-hmm. that's such a great hook because it 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 builds on all of our memories of those films. It's even got the 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 close of this like the uber nostalgia scene. Um, uh, reminded me of like the young Indiana Jones where, you know, River Phoenix has been caught by the older, essentially version of him and puts the hat on his head and says, you know, don't you just lost one today, kid, but you'll win them. And he looks up and it's Harrison Ford. This is the Mm. exact same thing where the grandfather, I forget, puts something around his neck and then he looks up, looks down and it's, it's Nick Cage you know, driving a, in the a snow snowmobile. Cat. I, I cat, do yeah. really want to know during that hero shot where he was looking before. Cause he's just <laughs> looking straight down at his lap while he's driving. Right. Which he's is a weird place map. to be looking, but okay. He's checking the map. Make sure his testicles yeah. are still there. Does he have Nick a map? fucking cage, man? Lap he's got map? A lap map. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see the lap map, but maybe it's there. W- wasn't he following some kind of tracking device? I thought he was there. Probably. Yeah. Because they're trying to find this uh, Charlotte. This is another thing. I think that um, maybe I. Uh, this is another reason I saw the conspiracy kind of stuff. Is that there's like several scenes where um, I don't know, like like people have like lord over each other, like lord. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? Like like trivial information over each other, and like uh, the the young assistant guy. Um, uh, Justin Bartha, I guess is his name. He is trying to get one over on Nick Cage the whole time and he can't do it on his, you know, hydro, hydro, hydrography. He can't do it on his history. He finally does it on um, uh, Daylight Savings Time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? So how do you want to talk about this? Do you want to do like set piece by set piece or do you? What, what, what's your idea I, I want to talk a little bit more about um, general stuff. This movie has a lot more style than I remembered. I, I thought this mm. was just a fairly straightforward movie, but then I was noticing a lot of like zooms and whip pan transitions and a lot of like time dilation effects and things like that, especially during the heist part of it uh, that I was actually surprised to see. Especially from a guy whose previous credit experiences are the shitty John Travolta paranormal movie, The Phenomenon, Cool Runnings, which is the Jamaican bobsled team, yeah, and Three Ninjas, mm-hmm. which the plot of Three Ninjas are what if three kids in Beverly Hills were ninjas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he assembled this toolkit uh, because you're right. This movie feels like early Michael Bay, which... Say what you want about Michael Bay. He can fucking make a banger action film. I guess he's done yeah. another one in Ambulance, but no one's seeing it because he's <laughs> fucked around too much Ninja Turtles and Transformers. Yeah, a terrible name, too. Yeah. 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 Um, but what you said, you want to see the, the fact that it's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're doing a lot of uh, magic hour shooting. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Bruckheimer's involved in it, so I'm sure that had something to do with it as well. That's tr- that maybe that's where the 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 look and feel. He's just essentially saying giving him all of Michael Bay's camera settings and sh- uh, shot selections yeah. because it's also this movie costs a hundred million dollars to make. That's a lot of a cash wow. to the flip a, a you know a journeyman director. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, Bruckheimer's yeah, like you said, is is signing the checks. He knows what he's doing. Did you know? I I read uh, that the director's commentary. I think on the DVD. Says mm. the initial cut of this movie was about four hours long. Holy when I hell! How that, how is it possible? How is it possible? You told like, me three hours. I'm like, okay, sure, four. But you're cutting two hours out of a movie that is that is like heavily plot based too, right? It's not like you can just easily excise large chunks of this. I wouldn't think unless you just cut out specific clues. You cut out entire clues, right? There were five more out- clues, and you cut them all. But they're all set pieces that involve like new locations and trick photography and all kinds of special effect shots on a lot of the bigger ones. Like the ones we see. Yeah. Maybe even if you cut out something as simple as like uh, Benjamin Franklin's rainbow spectacles, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty modest scene, but it's still a lot of stunt work. And yeah, it seems crazy that they would deliver. They actually shoot four hours. Yeah. Yeah, man, and have uh, enough footage to cut together four hours that was coherent and not just repeats of scenes because right, I don't Disney. see it. Free the turtle tob cut. We <laughs> must have the turtle tob. <laughs> the final cut. Yeah. I will not rest until we see the turtle tob cut. 
Yeah, that was wild, though. Uh, I got a question for you. Justin Bartha. I like this guy. He mm-hmm. was really good in Atlanta. I just saw him a couple weeks ago. Um, he's in the Hangover trilogy. He was in Geely, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Uh, what, this is like a Jason Schwartzman type of role. And I feel like there's always room for one or two of these guys kick around Hollywood. Why didn't this guy not take off? I like him. I think he'd be a good, yeah. like, he's he's a just straight up better version than, um, uh, who's the guy in the Transformers? God damn it. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia, he's a, he's a straight up LaBeouf upgrade. I see yeah. this guy and I don't want to immediately punch him in the face. <laughs> uh, what what happened to him? I, I feel like it's hard to argue that he didn't take off because The Hangover and The Hangover 2 were huge movies. It's true. So he rode that? He rode that for like five five to seven years and then couldn't and didn't do anything after it, I guess. And he's still doing good work. Like I said, this, uh, the Atlanta thing he did is extremely, uh, well, well conceived and he did a great job acting. It's more of a serious, um, performance. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was weird that he kind of drops off the face of the earth between this movie or between the hangovers and Atlanta, as far as I can tell. There's a national treasure, TV show currently in production. Is he involved? And he's in it. He's probably the star. <laughs> There's no playing the, playing the, the same character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riley Poole. Wow. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Okay. Well, we're ready for a uh, Barthasons, I guess. <laughs> sure. I'm ready to bring the Barth the bring the Barth back. I need more ba- Barth. Um. Okay. Do you want to talk about some of the set pieces? Yeah. Let's talk about the Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It's a cool idea that there's a ship that uh, was secretly transferring what you think. I mean, you, I, I, that's the thing. This movie is constructed that every stop in the treasure hunt is potentially where the X marks. The, so this is a big cargo ship. It's been lost in the Arctic. Does it have the national treasure? Uh, no, but it does have uh, a necklace or no, it does have a Meerschaum pipe. Which, by the way, this this movie inspired me to try to get a Meerschaum pipe to smoke it through. I never could find one this cool. Uh, and I never could find one uh-huh. that I could smoke more than like half a dozen times before it cracks in half. Oh. But uh, so like with the logic chain here. Why would one of the founding fathers say the secret lies with Charlotte? Because for all they know, the Charlotte's at the bottom of the fucking ocean. So if, if that was the case, then Charlotte, it's the secret's done. It's 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 over with. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Um, Why would you transport this this uh, this clue in the the bowels of this car? Why would you send this into the Arctic? Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> That's a damn good question. Uh, I I want to know why one, the expedition team always always has at least one traitor on it. Mm. Although I give them credit this time around because like usually it's oh you fucked my brother in 1984 or. Right. Like your father hated my father and you didn't know I was who I was. This one's just like a disagreement, you know, like on how far to take the mission. And I kind of like that. It feels more realistic to me than just a saboteur showing up. Yeah, because like Nick Cage thinks this guy's like James Cameron. He's rich and he's eccentric and he wants to go to the Marinara Trench. Yeah. Uh, Mariana Trench, not the Marinara Trench. (laughs) Uh, And he... But but he finds out like you know when they're like well the next step we'll we'll have to like uh, do I don't know uh, power our submarines with the blood of fifty we'll virgins. have to blast a coral reef apart yeah 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 we'll have to yeah. we'll have to tunnel through the Great Barrier Reef and obviously we can't do that and James Cameron has got his back us out trying to figure out the cost of destroying the reef and yeah. like yeah it's like uh, we're we're at dead end here but I also thought like it seemed like a a rat because like. Okay, I get it. Your family are crackpots because you search for this treasure and and you've got dead after dead end after dead end. But you've got the Charlotte. You've got this Mm. fucking pipe that's got, you know, Knights Templar markings. You roll out the blood thing and it's got it's got it's it's got a message that tells you to do the the, the certain thing. There's a like like you're not going to even try to like, you know, this could be the find of a of a lifetime. There's something here, right? Yeah, I mean, you take it to to the National Archive. You take it to the FBI, and he does all those things. It just he gets shut down at every turn, right? Because he's got to do it in a time like. But I, I guess from uh, Sean Bean's yeah. perspective, if you do that, then it will become the you know the national treasure will become national. You won't just be allowed to keep it. 
Yeah, he he's, def- he's, he's definitely greedy. He's in a long line of greedy uh, expeditionists, certainly. Right. Um, so right. so he's not like totally removed from the saboteur shows up in the team, but right. But at least it's the disagreement that gets them there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the also uh, I, I really like the logic thing too. Um, they've got all these things about you know silence and this that and the other. And Nick Cage spends like sixty seconds with his eyes closed, being like, "Oh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Blah Blah cannot be wrong," and uh, preventing the state. He like puts together like that. This is the Declaration of Independence, um, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're so smart." Yeah. What's going on with the founding fathers? Because like this, I guess this is like the Riddler's problem that you have to have something that supposedly only the uh, the 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 greatest detective in the world can figure out, but it also has got to be a chain of logic that the audience can follow, like on first yeah. blush and not get lost. So it always feels like, uh, you you know, like like uh, something from a, a, a children's magazine. Uh, the 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 way that this works and i think it does mostly work here is that nick cage has specialized knowledge right he's got this very deep knowledge about the the founding of america and who all these people were and all the events around it and and so he can draw on that and explain to the audience those things which we wouldn't naturally know um and i think they get away with a lot because of that although i will say i i still did that thing where as soon as the hero starts to explain like why he understands mm-hmm. what this message says, I just totally tune out and yeah. I wait for him to go. And that means it's here <laughs> and they can move on to the next part of it. I thought they did a good job, but, but uh, having Nicholas Cage figure out things and making him look smart and being a master of like, you know, early American history and having Sean Bean able to essentially rip off his work through nefarious ways. Like, you mm-hmm. know, he pays the kid to give him the last word and he just Google search that. No, it's a Liberty bell, but yeah. he's like, it's a, he's approximately right. It's, it puts him mm-hmm. except for the declaration of independence where like, that is the one thing. It's a ticking, ticking uh, clock situation where if he fucks around, Sean Bean's going to steal this. Absolutely. Everything else is like Sean Bean can be within the same zip code but he doesn't know exactly why he's there and what he's looking for. I thought that was yeah. an interesting mechanic. So he's always, he's on Nick, Nick Cage's tails, but not enough that he can ever head him off at the pass. It's always just pr- to be a perennial threat because uh, mm-hmm. Nick Cage is on the run from both the authorities and the shadow explorer guy that's trying to steal the national treasure. Yeah, it makes it believable from both sides, right? That he could actually figure out enough of this to catch up with Nick Cage and also that he wouldn't just immediately grab him when he shows up. It also gives like it's it's a great way to have a fun heist movie involving the Declaration of Independence and have the guy who's stealing the Declaration be uh, solely on the side of angels, mm-hmm. right? Like I, we've got to steal the Declaration to save it, actual line from the movie. And he tries to do everything the right way. He goes to Diane, Diane Kruger at the National uh-huh. Archives and like, this is going to sound crazy, but you're going to, you know, have this shit stolen. And of course, no one, there's this funny scene where Harvey Keitel says, you know, did any, did, was there any information on this? Like, yeah, actually we, we had all this. It's just, we didn't treat it as credible. Uh, yeah. I, I draw the was line good. though with putting him on the side of angels and her for that matter. Um, when they just squeeze a bunch of lemons on the constitution I, or, or sorry, the declaration of independence, I can't handle that, man. Like this is supposed to be the world's or at least the country's preeminent archivist and conservationist. And she is squeezing lemons onto the most precious document of our country. I, yeah. And go then get blo- the proper chemicals lady. You know what they are. This thing has been in a hermetically sealed UV resistant chamber at a constant humidity and no heat. Like if a person with a 102 yeah. degree fever leans over this document and goes like that, it's going to trigger the alarms, right? Uh-huh. So they take lim- they squeeze a lemon all over it and then hit it with a bl- hairdryer. Uh-huh. And I'm like this vellum or I'm assuming it's vellum. It's probably not paper, right? It's like animal skin uh, parchment. Yeah, it's going to it's going to have the consistency of like a potato chip. Mm-hmm. 
uh, by the yeah, time that this is going to be a Pringles. Rolling it over and oh, over. and they're it's... all they start with the white glove treatment, but by the yeah. time they get to Ben Franklin's <laughs> magic spectacles, they're just pawing it, unrolling it. It's getting like, hit by cars in the middle of the street. Yeah, it's getting it's ran insane. over in like a little plastic, like the kind of thing they'd send you home. Uh, you know, from an art if you if you have a poster, you know, they're going to ship it yeah. to you in a tube, a plastic tube. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, it's I crazy. drew the line at the side of angels when I saw them squeezing lemons. It was too much. <laughs> Directly too much. into the founding. Do- um, do you, I, I meant to research this, but in ter- I, I spent uh, I spent my hour looking at uh, police brutality in Baltimore instead. Uh-huh. Uh, is this level of protection for the Declaration of Independence actually real? There's no oh, fucking know. shot. It automatically retreats into a bulletproof bomb proof shaft at the end of every night right like probably I imagine, not I, I imagine it's uh there's some fancified you know like that the, 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 yeah they also wouldn't like just walk you through all of the defenses to like you know the declaration the constitution that kind of thing yeah i i really don't know um I, here's a here's a minor thing um, Bartha keeps on saying hello when he gets something, like when he hacks into something and he, he gets the result he wants, like when he clips on to the Ethernet ports and he gets to see the he's like, hello. My subtitles consistently said in a British accent. Really? Yeah. And, and I like if he's like, hello, or, you know, something like <laughs> uh-huh. that, I could get it. But he's just saying hello as his trademark. And it's in a I don't know. It's a British accent. Interesting. I wasn't watching with subtitles. There's a lot of things like that where it's like, I think they did a very good job of um, if you tell me that Nick Cage has got an MIT degree and a historian degree from uh, Georgetown and he was a naval demolition diver, rescue driver, like Navy SEAL adjacent. Okay, he can probably do a lot of shit. This Bartha kid. He, he, he's got this panel van and he's driving it like an F1 dr- driver. He's 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 getting Nick Cage up along another car. He's getting Diane Kruger off of another car. Uh, I I felt like this kid was a little bit too much like the boy Wonder Robin uh, to sure. be believable throughout a lot of the movie. Yeah, uh, they don't really give us his credentials, but yeah, he's a master hacker um, and apparently a stunt driver. Oh, it could be. He could, uh, he, he checked off two of the boxes they need. He's also uh, a, a hell of a researcher himself, I'd say. Um, sure. He knows the library of Congress scene. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't use Google. He uses Yahoo search when he has to, which I noticed was hilarious. Yahoo must have paid paid some uh, so, some money for that. Yeah. But the Library of Congress, right? Um, they go into the they, they go into there to like research. OK, how would we break in and steal the Declaration of Independence if we were going to? Because we need to. And I just kept wondering, like, he's pulled plans, like schematics of the National Archives. He's pulled, like, information on all the people who work there. He's pulled, I mean, if he could get, like, janitorial shift schedules, he would. Do they not have any system to ping an alert to say, hey, some dude has checked out, like, every conceivable piece of information on the National Archives mm-hmm. down to down to its electrical diagram? Right. That has to be ringing some alarm bells, right? You would think so. Yeah. And I also would they would they have that information? Why would that not be classified? Like he's looking at circuit diagrams. Right. The city planner for, should have this stuff. Yeah, it should not, be sealed. It should be a sealed document. Yeah. It's not, you know, um I, but I you mentioned like the MIT. I think this is where the MIT stuff pays pays off because he's like doing you know engineering things to disable alarms and working with the kid to do all that stuff uh he's got a he's got a soldering mm. gun he's he's soldering circuits i don't i don't know i don't oh, think any of that stuff actually that. yeah i don't think any of that actually came into contact because he wasn't able uh you know sean bean was there and he's like using the declaration of independence as a body armor essentially uh-huh. so i don't think he got to do like he he's supposed to have some time alone with the declaration and which he did i don't know yeah i don't know yeah in the elevator Sure. Uh, and there's this other line in the Library of Congress where they're talking about, like, okay, how are we going to do this, right? And he's like, it's impossible. You can't break in. Can't be done. And then Cage is like, well, when Thomas Edison was inventing the light bulb, he failed a thousand times, you know? And then there was that one time where he succeeded. And all we have to do is succeed, find find one way to make this work. 
But Thomas Edison didn't get arrested every time he failed to admit the right. light bulb. <laughs> like right. You have one yeah. shot at this. If you don't pick the perfect plan on the first try, you're done. Yeah. No, there wasn't The logic does not hold up there, man. <laughs> it wasn't a federal fucking crime to try no. to invent the light bulb, it turns out. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the next the next uh, set piece. So they steal the thing. They get the they they rub the lemon juice. They get all of the coordinates, which are the silence. Uh, what is it? Silence, love, good. I don't know. Silence, do good. The, do the good, Benjamin yeah. Franklin secret letters he was writing, and that points him to the Independence uh, Independence Hall in Pennsylvania. And he's like, ah, get get the back of the whatever bill. Is it the hundred dollar bill? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And look at this clock. And he uses a water bottle to magnify because you can't just, you know, uh, it's 222. And there's a whole thing about the daylight savings time and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also like, what time of year do you have to be here to get this crosshair to go right on the brick? Because there's no fucking yeah. way that 222, that light is hitting the tower in February the same way it's hitting in like August. They got lucky. No shot. Yes. No shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we, anyway, that's like uh, that. That's but I, I think that's the same problem in like uh, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, like that staff of raw yeah. or whatever. It's always going to shoot the laser no matter what time of year, no matter what. It's like, you know, you just have to. But it's funny in that, like most movies that do that kind of stuff don't also rely on things like daylight savings time. Uh-huh. To be like, oh, actually, it's an hour away. It's like, well, yeah, okay, if we're talking of that, but like, what latitude and longitude are? Yeah, when is when is you know noon? Noon? Yeah. Anyway, um, we, we skipped over a bunch of stuff here. You you mentioned it briefly, but there's like a transition here from after the chase scene and the lemon juice stuff, where they're all like still dressed like they're going to the gala, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then they make a transition to where they're dressed in plain clothes now and, and more casual stuff. But mm-hmm. the transition there is Nick Cage has just spent all of his money, all of his cash or whatever on these copies of the Constitution or sorry, not Constitution, the, the Declaration of Independence. And he can't use his credit cards because they're on the run. So they got a book out of, out of John Voight's house common sense and they're dumping the pages that are filled with money I want to know how much fucking money is in that book because they go to Urban Outfitters and all three of them get jackets and sweaters and shoes and jeans and shirts all three of them walk out of there like they are dressed for a fucking movie set how much money was in that book man they said a couple hundred it had to be a thousand at least yeah, and also John Voight's making a big deal about how the Gates family has been ruined and bankrupt, and he's living in like a million right. dollar stone home in you know this extremely posh neighborhood with yeah you know fifty thousand dollar dining room suite. So well, he's the one who got a job, right? He's the mm, one who didn't go off on some damn. He cool didn't go on the damn. Oh, so crusade, so, yeah. so he's the one who rebuilt the family's name after the grandfather spent the last the la- the last time on it. Which makes me wonder, like, was he not a skeptic when he was a kid? Because he's a skeptic now, right? Like, he, he doesn't believe in any of this shit. But when he was a kid, did he have his grandpa, Christopher Plummer, there, like, telling him, hey, we're going treasure hunting, son? I, I think it was because, like, he knows all this stuff. He just has been burnt so much. Right. I feel like he had the passion, but he just, like, got burnt out and, you know, lost yeah. it, thinking, like, it's just going to be one more clue, one more fucking clue. Which the movie does a good job because, like, I kind of, like, yeah, man. Like, when is the when? What? Where is the end of this? Where are you going to get to the end of the treasure? Well, the, the hilarious thing is, his dad's talking like, "Oh, it's one more clue, one clue after clue after another, clue after another." But he's never solved the first fucking clue. He never figured out what Charlotte was. What does he know about clue after clue? Although he I wonder, be saying like the clue doesn't mean anything. It's a dead end. Yeah. They they that also like because that that's where the movie I think if you tugged at it too hard would fall apart because clearly I think you're supposed to understand that the Charlotte was just where the family was stuck at for a generation or two, but 
But like, I think, but, but it's, it, but they were given that note, that very same note about oh, Charlotte right. way right. back in the 1800s, man. Yeah. These guys are losers then. I don't understand. Uh, because <laughs> His dad never solved a damn clue, let alone clue after well, clue. Well, yeah. Like if, if you're eating out on the fact your grandpappy uh, back in 1998 or 1898 found the scrap of paper to points to the Charlotte. And before that, it was the you know, the golden key of Washington. And before that, it sure. was the axe of Abraham Lincoln. And and you just you just hit a dry spell of of, of late. But they have to be crackpots that have Maybe, made zero progress across six generations of Americans <laughs> right? at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he gave up. How did the family get the rich anyway? Because like they're 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 the, the their ancestor gates that got the, the, the paper was like a stable boy. He was like, a, he wasn't like uh, yeah. an, a, a American aristocrat. That's true. Yeah, he was given it because nobody else was available, <laughs> and the dude was dying. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you know that this movie has an authentic coffin flop in it, Jim? <laughs> Not, not until you told me the other day, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, yep, that's where he's talking about." There's a body that bust out of shit wood, just like you, just like you'd want, uh, and hits the ground. Could have been naked. I don't know. It seemed like it was swaddled with uh, with with rags. Yeah, uh, coffin flop, uh, shit wood stairs. It's all there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and right off this is corncob TV. <laughs> this is classic uh, adventure film stuff here. The clue. Well, at least one of the clues is always, always beneath a church. There has never mm. been a movie like this made that did not have a clue beneath a church. You're da right. Da Vinci Code, Indiana right. Jones. Think about your favorite adventure movies. They all end up under a church somewhere. It makes sense, especially because like in the old days, that was like the big municipal work of the, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, these are the longest the, running institutions in the world. Yeah. So you have a stonemason do some work. It's going to be for damn sure in a cathedral or a crypt or. Yeah. Yeah. Which they do. They do really eat out on the meal. That is these guys were master. I I. I thought the Freemasons, <laughs> they're not really cutting stone nowadays, right? I don't think uh, so. I, I don't know how true that's been, but like, I, I don't think these think guys have been master Masons since uh, the old the old world. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure Benjamin Franklin didn't cut much stone in his, his day. But uh, they have this just elaborate machinery and this, you know, everything's counterweight and this, that and the other and. That's an elaborate mm-hmm. system of like oil that lights up the whole room. Um, I thought it was hilarious that one of the treasures in the National Treasury are um, scrolls from the Library of Alexandria. And uh-huh. when they light that shit on fire and the whole room just goes up and like 12 <laughs> ringed in 12 foot flames, I'm like, well, there goes the there goes the scrolls. You yeah. know, maybe the gold is going to be OK, but any, everything else I was going to be highly flammable. I, I love how they get into this scenario so they track you know it, i don't know we, we kind of need to go back because i want to talk about the glasses a little bit more but okay yeah yeah um i think there's a useless chunk of this movie i i think and there's another he, hour and a half apparently <laughs> apparently <laughs> i think when he gets those glasses when you know they line up the shadow and he he pulls benjamin franklin's clearly like meant to be you know the sunglasses you can flip down and flip up Sure, it's, sure. It's one of those, except with multicolored lenses. Clearly, mm. those are meant to be flipped up and down to look through them from different perspectives. And he doesn't even try it. And no. I, I feel like that is a huge oversight in this movie where you want me to believe that this guy is the smartest guy in every room. And yet he doesn't do the obvious thing here, which is look at the declaration with all these different, different. lenses on. Yeah. Instead, he I, waits until Sean Bean captures him, gets the glasses and the declaration, and then forces him to do it. Yeah, that was a little shaky. I thought too. Um, just try your three. Just try your funky three D glasses powers, man. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? That's natural. That's what you do. I thought it was interesting, also, that this movie has like the opposite philosophy in saving the Declaration of Independence to like the the Grail. Like there's explicitly a scene where father, son and this uh, blonde lady <laughs> uh, are all like arguing over the merits of saving the Declaration of Independence. And they're all like, ah, it's not it's, it's just a piece of paper. It's not worth it versus like uh, the last crusade where you have a succession of people trying to save this thing and almost killing themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man, fuck the declaration. Just let it go. <laughs> uh, uh, why? The other question I have. Mm-hmm. Why did the founders keep this treasure? Like, I guess it's like um, it's the, the, the whole thing is like, well, this treasure is too much for one man to possess. But why would the founding fathers keep this treasure buried in Manhattan? Why wouldn't they use it to found their brand new nation that was deeply in debt and <laughs> had monetary problems for the first d- decades to the fact they couldn't pay their soldiers. There was a whiskey rebellion over it. They almost got their ass kicked by Britain. Uh, mm. Canadians burnt down our white house. Like it seems like the national treasure could have, could have uh, come in handy a couple times. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, I don't know. Did the- Maybe that was their backup plan. You know, this America thing goes tits up. Uh, let's just, <laughs> let's, Let's just withdraw the national treasure and uh, go live in the Cayman Islands that have been recently discovered. Yeah. Oh. Why would you and another? Why would you buy a car that you cannot drive? Buy a car you can't drive? What yeah. Riley mean? shows up with a, a badass. I don't know whether it's a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. It's it's some some kind of exotic sports car, and he can't barely shift it into drive oh at the very end yeah yeah it's one of those um, jokes which is funny but like when i think about it i'm like why why would you why would you do that because you, you want the right car away? but they don't make an automatic <laughs> i mean yeah. that's the only explanation right yeah i don't know get a get an automatic bmw until you work it work 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 your way up to that take a couple um, driving courses maybe yeah yeah isn't is a cute reveal because you think that like uh you know, he's like, you know, they offered us 10%. Why the fuck? The, first of all, the federal government can't offer you shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're all you're all like they're, they're, they're going to consider you all letting you off early by not putting you in prison. Uh, but they're like, the, 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 it is cute that that you think that out of the goodness of his heart, he's just turned down all this treasure. And then Riley whips into his Ferrari uh, as he reveals that he only got a measly 1%. And they pan back and like. Gates is now living in like the times 10 version of his dad's mansion. Now it's yeah. like, a, it's like a Downton Abbey type of thing. It's enough. It's a fucking <laughs> estate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I, it's I, it almost makes me wonder if it's actually like an estate of one of the founding fathers or something. If, cause that's the kind of guy who would want to live in a place like that. He mentioned, I, I forget he dropped the history of the place to Diane Kruger when the movie was oh, okay. wrapping up, but, uh, yeah, I yeah. didn't pick up on it. I wonder, like, because that's the thing. Is like when there's, I know there's a National Treasure too, and I've seen it. I don't remember liking it as much as this, but I wonder, like, how do you do that? How do you, you know, you've got everyone that's in your first movie is super rich. Uh, they've they've uh, solved the mystery that's been plaguing them their entire lives. Their how do you get this guy back? Redeemed. Yeah, how do you get this back for season two or number two? I wonder, did did someone like take John Voight prisoner? They did at one point, but I guess they would have got him back. Like he would have been freed after. Right. But I, I, that was a really cool part of the movie too, where um, Nick Cage's back was in, against a wall. He's in the FBI custody. He's supposed to be, I think, helping them bust Sean Bean. And he decides to go rogue. And Sean Bean rescues him, but he's done it in such a way that like if Sean Bean fucks him, then, you know, the FBI comes down. So he's got like Sean Bean by the short curlies, but then he gets it over on him by kidnapping his dad behind his back. Yeah. So now he's got the leverage over him again. But like, yeah, in the second movie, how does that how do they how does anyone ever get him levered into situation? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he wants in now. Now that he realizes his entire uh, family history has not been a sham, he wants in on the next heist, the next adventure. Yeah. God help me. I might have to watch National Treasure 2. National or Treasure. Uh, <laughs> it can't be this good because this this movie is very this good. This felt like lightning in a bottle. Apologies yeah. to Ben Franklin and his kite experiment. Uh, <laughs> this, this feels like something that, again, people who... I've been making movies for a long time, but kind of shitty. Ver- they took the best of a bunch of their favorite movies, put it, you know, threw it against a screen, got Nick Cage, who's a pretty big star and like, you know, a couple sturdy because I thought Diane Kruger did a really good job because, mm-hmm. boy, what a hard role. It's a woman who's kidnapped and against duress, taken taken prisoner by these crazy people who want to destroy the, the nation's one of the nation's founding documents 
And then just because she's a curious intellectual, she gets roped into wanting to know where the end of this thing goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, that the movie spends a pretty good amount of time, like building their relationship in a low key way and like making her more and more tied to them and tied to the results where you don't even notice like, oh, yeah, she was the one of the primary antagonists in the first third of this film. And she's just one of the boys by the end. Uh, I thought she did a really good job of that. Yeah, I I wish they hadn't gone down the romantic uh, lane here. It, the movie doesn't need it, and it's shoehorned in there because they do spend a lot of time like winning her over to their side, but they do not mm. spend a lot of time on the romance. But then they have the one scene where they kiss, right? And like, I'm looking at that, going, "What about your relationship in this moment?" Says now is a time to go in for a kiss because it's just. It seems totally inappropriate and yeah, you're right. out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it's I, almost uh, obligatory. Like, oh, we need the, the leading male and the leading female to get together. Oh, so sure. Let's just fucking do it. I don't know. That was the ex- expectation. I, I thought it was. It felt as natural as it can be because, you know, Nick Cage is pretty charming. And, you know, he is like, uh, you know, once you get past the crackpot and it turns out he's actually right, he's kind of dashing. And they're both just mm-hmm. giant nerds. Like, I felt like the movie is telling me they have a lot of stuff in common. Um, before they even got into the super stressful situation, but I get it. It's not you know you can not, not every movie can be Pacific Rim and uh, dodge out of the oh we got two attractive people here, F- fuck it, make them fall in love. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about with National Treasure? Uh I feel like that's about it. I don't have a ton more. All right, I feel like I want to see the Meg. I want to see Turtle Tob's latest. I missed out. I missed out. Jason Statham is almost as good as is almost as reliable as Nicolas Cage in a completely different way. It's a giant shark movie. Uh, it's the director of National Treasure. How the hell have I not seen the Meg yet? Yeah, I haven't either. All right. That's going to do it for this week's bald move pulp movie because uh, we got plenty of prestige. We're covering. We own the city. We got the better call Saul with Jim and Alexis. Uh, we're actually bereft of pulp uh, for a couple of weeks here. Uh, our our patron producers voted on what movie, what pulp movie we're going to do next week. And Stephen King and Dara, I guess Frank Darabont directed The Mist, 2007's horror film, uh, came out on top. I've never seen that movie before. I'm pretty excited no? to see Whoa, it. Wow. I hear it's got a it's got a pretty good rep. Thomas Jane yeah. and a whole bunch of Darabont players. That ending man, Walking Dead folk. Mm-hmm. I hear I hear there's something about the ending that uh, is is pretty crazy. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with Jim next week. Going forward, we actually have several weeks where we have plenty of pulp and plenty of prestige. We don't need to go to a movie to, to have something for, you know, uh, our commitment to make sure that there's something for everybody each week. We got Stranger Things coming down the pike. Uh, we continue to have We Own This City and uh, uh, Better Call Saul. There's the boys coming back online. We're going to be well handled, uh, but sticking to there, there, it won't be long. It won't be long before we're, we're soliciting feedback for the next movie. And if you're a patron producer or higher, you can get in on that at patreon.com slash bald move. But until that time, uh, we'll be back with lots more pulp and lots more, lots more prestige each and every week until the next movie. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.